Amen. Hallelujah. It is your neighborhood preacher. It is Saturday, August 7th. Joining me is my beautiful wife, special woman of God. God has restored our life and set our foot back on a rock. Um, This morning is really special. Um, We have just a wonderful word and something really fresh from heaven. Um, I'd like to just welcome each and every person that's going to join live on IGTV, uh, hear recordings uh, later on uh, on Instagram or Spotify uh, or SoundCloud under Neighborhood Preacher. But you will find us streaming live from now on on IGTV under Valor Ministries. Um, God has just filled us with an urgency and um, such a desire to uh, start a work uh, for him. And we are very privileged and blessed to be people and a family that would say, it is no longer I who live but it's him who lives in me with the privilege to be restored, the privilege to come back um, to the feet of Jesus and give up our entire life uh, for the lost and for his people. So with that being said, uh, we've been really drawing close uh, to the Lord with, with all we are and all that we have. And, uh, and I really um, believe uh, that you're doing so. And, and we really believe that, that God is pouring his spirit out upon the earth, and uh, what a wonderful thing that the Lord is doing. Even when you don't see him working, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's moving. He's working. He's working. And uh, I am going to uh, leave for just a moment um, while you hear my coffee uh, in the microwave. It is done. And uh, it wasn't ready, but we were ready. So now I'm going to go get my warm coffee. Hopefully it's not cold now. And right now I'm going to turn it over to my wife to uh, reveal a wonderful vision that the Spirit of God gave her. And I really, really believe that it is going to be uh, life-changing for all of us. Uh, So open up your heart, please. And may your heart receive and your ears understand what the spirit of the lord is saying in the mighty name of jesus christ we pray yes amen and i'd like for you to just share um just the very beginning and and uh and share from your heart yes amen scripture that came to me was the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few and then it came to me again the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few and I said I know what this scripture is about what are you saying I know I I need to go out I know I need to 
tell others about you. I know that the true gospel is telling others about Jesus, sharing your faith. And then it show, God showed me a road as if someone was lost. Going down a road and they were so far lost that they ended up looking back and they felt, oh, I'm too far gone. It's so hard to go back. So I'm just going to set up myself here, get comfortable here. And I said, what are you showing me, Lord? I, I don't know what this means. And that person was a believer that was on that road. It was a believer. It was somebody that believed in Jesus. It was somebody. But why are they out on this road? Why are they so far gone? They're saying to themselves, I'm so far gone. I can't even make my way back. So the next morning I shared it with my husband and I said, man, I, I got this scripture that God was showing me that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. It's like if the harvest is the believers. And then that's when he interpreted what I was, what God was revealing to me. Amen. This vision is about the lost. This vision is about the heart of God. We understand if you have accepted Jesus Christ and if you've sat in church long enough and if you've heard or studied the Word of God for yourself, one of the first things we realize is that (laughs) Jesus didn't come for the healthy and for the righteous. He came for the sick. He came for the lost. He came for me. He came for you. And we always hear this scripture in the light of evangelism, of reaching out and saving the lost and and, um, what the Lord is sharing through us today, and I believe this with all of my heart. And I take full responsibility for what God is sharing. So it doesn't matter if you reject it. It doesn't matter if you don't like what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if if you're offended at me. It doesn't matter if you think, I don't know what I'm talking about because um, I think I'm better, higher, or whatever. (laughs) That's fine. I'm embracing this as taking responsibility for it. The Lord gives me, and I probably has gifted people with the gift of interpretation with with many things. Janae. Thank you for joining us. David, thank you for joining us. I'm trying to wave at you guys. Listen, uh, my wife uh, started to share a vision that she had about, um, about... the harvest and God showing her uh, a person that was lost on a road and couldn't figure their way back and how we understand as a believer that uh, the harvest is the lost and that we are to go and we are to reach the lost. And that is our point or that is the reason that is our purpose 
for being a disciple. He said to go out, if you look at here, scripture and verse, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, he said to go out and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Lord impressed upon me so heavily this interpretation, a right now word for the church, for the believers in the body of Christ. Good morning, my sister Letty. Good morning. Um, the scripture says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And in this vision that my wife had, and in the scripture, Jesus talks about us to reach the lost, but right now, many of the body of Christ is the ones that are actually lost. We are actually so comfortable where we're at in our ministries, in the four walls, doing great things for God, but not doing what he commanded. Now, it's great that, and, and, and listen, if you think I'm coming against you, I'd ask you to pray about it because I have nothing to do with you. I have nothing to do with trying to hurt you. I am trying to embrace the heart of God that it might encourage you to do the same. We spend so much time being busy in the things of God. And Jesus even said, many are going to come to me saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I heal the sick? Didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? Good works did I do in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity or you workers of lawlessness. You did what you wanted to do. Meaning we can create a lot of ministries. We can create a lot of works for God, but not truly do what he has called us to do. The truth here is that some, most of the body of Christ right now, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't people reaching the lost, and I'm not saying that we're not preaching the gospel. I'm saying most of the body of Christ has lost its thrust, lost its influence, lost its voice, lost its, its move to reach the lost as it being its first priority. It's great that we put things on social media. It's great that we're preaching on audio and people can look back at the messages, but what are we truly doing as the body of Christ? What I'm what what the vision God gave me in interpreting my wife's vision was that the body of Christ now is becoming the lost. We're so far comfortable, so full of knowledge in the word of God, so comfortable in our seats on Sunday that we are no longer reaching the lost as an urgency like Jesus Christ had. Well, that's for you, brother, because God put that on your heart. That's for you, sister, because you know how to speak good. No, if he hasn't put it on your heart yet, something's wrong. And what I'm saying here is that, is that Jesus, in, if you look at John chapter 4, there's, there's something I really, really want to portray to the church right now in its context, in the Bible, in the Word of God. In the beginning of John chapter 4, the Pharisees are getting mad that Jesus is creating more disciples than John the Baptist did. So 
What is Jesus doing? He's making disciples. He's making followers of himself. So Jesus decides to leave in a place that was going to take him way out of the way of their journey to go to Samaria. He specifically meets this woman at the well and he asks her for a drink of water. She laughs and says, why do you ask me for water? You have nothing to even drink from. He said, if you knew who was asking you for water, you would ask me for water and you would never thirst again. Jesus reaches out and he reveals that he's the living water. He reveals to her her personal life. He reveals to her that God wants genuine worship, that it doesn't matter whether you're on this mountain or you're on that mountain, whether you're Jew or whatever you are, he wants you to worship in spirit and in truth. I'm getting somewhere. Then his disciples in verse 27 of John chapter four return surprised that he's even taken the time to talk with this Samaritan woman. Jesus went out of his way with compassion and urgency to reach this woman who was lost. She was on her fifth husband and she was lost. We go out of our ways to get things on the calendar. We go out of our ways to put things on our our calendar for the year, what we're going to do for God. We go out of our way in our ministries. We go out of our way to be super creative for the kids and whatever else it is and whatever else we've done. And those are not bad things, though I'm not saying they're not essential. What I'm saying is, she says, there is one coming, the Messiah, the Christ, And you seem like you're him. He says, it is I who is speaking to you. In that very moment, his disciples return. And and not only does he reveal that he's the Christ, he reveals his, his urgency, his compassion for the lost because they said, Master, you have not ate anything you need to eat. He says, I have food that you do not know. I'm taking us somewhere here. He says, you have food that you do not know. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, my father, and to complete his work. Look at what he says in the scriptures. In this very moment. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. He's teaching us something. He's teaching us what is the most important thing in our walk with God. What's the most important thing today, right now, for the body of Christ? He said, do you not say that there's still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. You're too busy doing whatever it is you're doing. Even in church. Mm -hmm. This is a message for the church. And I'm sorry if you're mad that it's coming through me. He says, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white for harvest. 
And he's talking about the wheat. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. Jesus says, my father's heart and my heart is to have compassion for the lost. Look at the fields. Look at the people. Their hearts are ready for salvation already. We're focused on the wrong thing. He says something powerful. He says, and he who reaps receives wages. God is a rewarder of those that evangelize, of those that live in the spirit of evangelism. Well, God called you, brother, to, to, to evangelize. Yeah, he did. But even if he didn't call you to be an evangelist, he still gave you a commandment, the great commission for you to preach the gospel and make disciples. I don't care how well you can do what you do in ministry. If you cannot make a disciple, you're missing it all. If you cannot preach the gospel uncompromisingly on the perfect work of Jesus Christ and what he did, and have a heart for the lost, you are missing this thing completely. Our cry and God's cry is that we would embrace that the harvest is plentiful. He says, he says, you receive wages for those that gather fruit for eternal life, salvation. And both he who sows God, and he who reaps may rejoice together. We're co-laborers with God like no other. For in this saying, or for in this, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for what you have not labored. Others have labored and you have not entered into their labors. Another portion of the gospel, he says, now pray to the Lord of, har- of the harvest that he would send laborers. My question to, the, to you and to the church, to the body of Christ is, why aren't you the laborer? Why are we not raising our hand saying, God, make me the laborer? I know, I know there's going to be people that take this personally and it has nothing to do with you. Please get the heart message of the Spirit of God. Why do we need motivational talks, conferences, even though we need them? But why do we need them to stir up our faith again? Is Jesus not enough? Do we need to hear a word from other people because we're not hearing word for ourselves? Why do we need this stirring of our faith for the season again? This should be enough, but it's not because we have come into this format, into this 
ideology, into this behavior, into this way of walking with God that it comes from the outside. And I'm not saying that they are not good. Please, my brothers and sisters, don't get something I'm not saying. I'm not telling you, don't do it. Don't go to them. Don't be a part of them. They're, they are wonderful. They are powerful. They are needed in the body of Christ. But my point is this. Why do we need these things to stir our faith up again? And it's because Jesus Christ isn't enough. And even when we get the stirring, are we really going out and reaching the lost? And I know in your heart of hearts, you're going to answer that we're not. That's That's the truth. truth, And if you can't embrace that, then maybe you're the one that's lost. It doesn't matter how good these things are. Are we getting, as the body of Christ, are we getting to a place where we've denied ourselves and we're outreaching the lost? Is that our thrust for our ministries? Mm -hmm. That's the great commission. That's what he has called each and every one of us to do. People will turn this off. People won't want to hear it. People don't like it. And I don't really care. I don't care. And it's nothing arrogant in me. And I don't even care if that's what you think. The truth is, is that God's heart is breaking. God's heart is urgent for the lost. God's heart is urgent with compassion for the lost. And we're so wrapped up in putting things together and doing great things. And we have, why can't we get people together, thousands, hundreds, like we do for a conference or for a gathering? To go out and save the lost. To reach people. We're not doing it. And I don't care what you think. We're not doing it. This has nothing to do with me being right. This has everything to do with the heart of God. Mm -hmm. God needs us to grab the responsibility, the urgency of saving the lost We do not need to wait three, four months. We do not need another sermon. We don't need another gathering. We don't need anything else but the gospel of Jesus Christ, the heart of God, the spirit of the Lord, and we need to reach the lost. They're ready for salvation, but because the church is losing its voice or has lost its voice, And it's great if you're fasting and praying. It's great if you're there. It's great if you're reaching the lost. But I'm talking about the body of Christ in general. We need to stir each other up, not so that we can remain in faith for ourselves. Some of us are just hanging on to another year of our own faith. That's ridiculous. And that's what it's That's so good. That's for the other sister that's been in faith for 10 years. That's, you know, and we've come to a place where we want everything done either for us or we don't think that that's something that we need to do. But God's called each one of us to go and share our faith, share what God's done in your life, bring others to the knowledge of God. That's the heartbeat of God. That's what Jesus is telling each and every one of us to do. And I... 
just see that everyone's we've all become so comfortable with our routine in the the rest of the portion of that scripture Jesus says that I'm sending you out as lambs amongst wolves we have to understand we're gonna be persecuted there people aren't gonna receive us and that's what we need to get past get past the fear God didn't give us the spirit of fear but of power no and you and, and you know what's so powerful here Jesus impacted this woman's life with his love and his compassion. She ran and told everybody in that city. And And the Bible says that they all came out to be with him, to listen to him. If we're not impacting people with compassion, with love, to the point to where they tell others about the Jesus in us, then we're, 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 we're doing this all wrong. Yeah, no, that's good. And I just want to piggyback off that. We are not going to be received all the time. No. And a lot of people, I don't want confrontation. Uh, and you, you get nervous to talk to somebody about Christ because you don't want to be rejected. But like Daniel said, when you have the compassion that Jesus had for them. When you show them the love that Jesus had just for like that Samaritan woman, the spirit of God will open the door. The spirit of God will soften their hearts. And that is the heartbeat of God. That's what we need to go out and we need to do in his name, by his might, by his power, we can reach the lost and bring others to the knowledge. No more, Routine, no more redundancy, no more caught up in your own ministry, caught up in your own world. This is God's world, and He wants to reach the world. Man, that's so awesome. Yes. You're, you're on fire. I, I love you so much. And you know what? I just want to give a big shout out. Outsiders brand, I'm wearing it. They joined us. Hey. I mean, what a privilege. These guys, Thank I mean, Sarah, I, I'm telling you. And these guys get together all the time for one reason and one reason only, and that's to glorify Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. And go. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I want to be a part of them so bad. And, and, and they understand, the outsiders especially understand what it means to embrace each other no matter where you're from and come together as the body of Christ. And that's what it's all about. Uh, it's great that we have great ministries. It's great that that we have beautiful lights at the altar. It's, yes. it, it's wonderful. It it's is. awesome. But listen, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the heart of God is that we would give our all, yes. that it would be such an urgency like it was for Jesus to go out of his way and sit with this woman at the well. Yeah. Listen, listen, I was that guy. Yeah. I, I didn't go find Jesus in the church. Jesus came and found me. Oh, I dropped down to my knees on, the, on my living room floor when, when, when my life was over with. And he is there. He is our ever-present help in time of need. And what I just want to do is I want to encourage you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, in the mighty name of Jesus, you take up 
the mantle of Christ. You take your authority in Christ and you reach the lost. You preach the gospel of Christ. You preach the perfect work that Jesus Christ did that brings black and white and brown and red and blue and every color. He is not the white man's religion. He's not the black man's religion. He is a world religion. He's for the world and he's more than a religion. He is for the world. And what we need to do as the church is we need to rise up in faith. And this is where we will see signs and wonders follow us. Listen, we need to embrace each other and we need to get busy about reaching the lost. I really believe that's when we're going to stop looking at each other's flaws. That's when we're going to stop looking at each other and and criticizing. That's when we're going to stop worrying about what each other's doing. We're going to be so busy reaching the lost. Listen, as long as there's a widow, as long as there is an orphan child, as long as there's somebody broken, as long as there's somebody in need, this gospel of Christ has to keep getting out. It has to keep reaching. It has to keep touching. We need to get out of the four walls. We need to get out of our comfortability. And we need to move. We need to touch. We need to let the Spirit of the Lord and the knowledge of Jesus Christ come upon each and every person that we come in contact with. Listen, that's why we're here. We're not here for what money we're going to leave behind. We're not here for my legacy. We're not here. Listen, our goals and our dreams and all of that is good. But unless we are fulfilling the commandment and our food is to do the will of him who sent us, I don't know, my brothers and sisters, I really think that, uh, that we got something wrong. So I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your heart would just start breaking for what breaks the heart of God, that, uh, that your passion, that your compassion would be uh, after the heart of God and uh, listen, me and my wife know how it is to be super busy in the things of ministry, doing really, really, really great things, having something to show for it, and losing ourselves in, in the midst of it and making excuses for why. Right. Listen, it, it's never going to work having um, a super busy life in ministry or a super busy life in the things of God and missing out the heart of God. Sometimes, I mean, I was putting things together and and I really felt like that's what God wanted me to do. And I'm losing myself in the process. And that wasn't the pastor's fault. That wasn't the church's fault. That was my fault because God was using me as an extension to save people, but I wasn't getting saved daily myself. And that's what we need to remember that God rewards us as we go. The power is in the go. So listen, I love all of you. Stay encouraged. Listen, just understand that we are here. 
We want to be a ministry that is moving, that is mobile, that, that if you need prayer in your home, if you need prayer in the hospital, if you need prayer for your family, if you need us to come rally with you, if you need us to come and be a part of what you're doing, listen, it ain't about me. It's not about her. It is about Jesus Christ. We're sold out. We, we, we are not. It is not about my agenda. It is about the gospel. I don't care what I'm preaching, what I'm teaching, what I'm doing. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen, my brothers and sisters, be my keeper. I desire to be yours. If you see me bringing dishonor to the Lord Jesus Christ, please love me and tell me. If I see you, I'm going to love you and tell you. But listen, together we can do great things. And it doesn't matter. We are many members of one body, one spirit, one Lord. And I'm telling you, we all, if we all, it doesn't matter if you're not doing what I'm doing, if I'm not doing what you're doing. Why is why is there a distance? Why is there a divide? Why is there a separation? Because somebody's got it twisted, but I don't. I'm going to tell you something right now. Whatever we're doing, let us preach the gospel. Children's ministry, sound ministry, minstrels. I don't care what you're doing. If you're at the front door, I don't care if you're in church, out of church, if you're traveling the nations, whatever you're doing, it's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you start to suffer, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you feel lack in your life, if you feel struggles, if you feel pain, whatever you're going through, it's all for the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we can put those things into perspective, then we can be like Paul. He said through his writings, he goes, I'm an apostle. I'm a servant. And then he said, I'm a prisoner. I'm a slave. Paul started to get this thing right. And he flipped the world upside down. Thank God for Paul, the apostle. But listen, we need to say, I'm a prisoner. Listen, I love you. I just want to fellowship with you. We're going to be having uh, uh, in-person get together. Um, don't call it a kickback, <laughs> but we are going to have worship. We are going to have the word of God. Um, yeah, we, we, we just want to rejoice in the, in, in, the, in the Word of God and in the things of God. Um, and uh, August 15th, listen, I know uh, I've gone over my time, but I like to do that. <laughs> if, hey, listen, if God does ever give me a church or a pulpit, I don't know. <laughs> I will keep the time. <laughs> listen, somebody's got to pull me off of that thing. <laughs> Cut the power. So listen, I love all of you. God bless you. Listen, your neighborhood preacher always says, stay up, stay prayed up, because the devil is a liar. Listen, we'll talk to you real soon. Reach out if you need us, all right? God bless you.